Well, hello friends, and welcome to the Stop Chasing Wellness podcast. If you are here listening to this podcast, we believe it is because you value your health and know that your health is a gift that you give to others, but that you might be looking for answers to help you live your healthiest life in a more simplified way. You may be dealing with your own health struggles or trying to help a spouse or a child find a better way to deal with their struggles. Maybe you've just lost your way or you've gone down the rabbit hole of confusing, conflicting information that's swirling all around you. We've got you. As certified holistic health coaches, Gina and I, I'm Coach Kristen, focus our health coaching on the belief that what we put on our plate is a direct reflection of what is going on in our lives. This ranges anywhere from the quality of your social life and personal relationships to your level of physical activity and overall health, to your spirituality, your career, finances, and education, and even more. The foods you put on your plate are just one piece of this wheel that we call the circle of life. And before we introduce our guest speaker, we invite you to check out our website, stopchasingwellness.com, to learn more about the wellness coaching programs that we offer, as well as to purchase our book by the same name, Stop Chasing Wellness. Our book is an overview of the pillars from which we teach, and we're so proud to share this with you, and we hope that you'll find it to be the catalyst that you need to help point you in the right direction with your health and wellness goals. And our online wellness coaching programs are done in a way that allow you to start your program at a time that is convenient for you, And Coach Gina and I are with you every step of the way to help guide and educate you and help you make this your own personalized experience. Our online wellness coaching programs are designed to teach you how and what you should be feeding your body so that you can take the guesswork out of healthy eating. Basically, we teach you how to stop chasing wellness and learn to start creating it. You may also be interested in subscribing to our monthly recipe subscription, where each month you'll receive a 20-page recipe ebook, a pantry list, and four weeks of suggested meal plans delivered right to your inbox. You can check that out on our website as well. So we absolutely love our offerings, and we know that you will love them too. And now I am so excited to have the honor to introduce my friend, Tim Penner, to our podcast. Tim is a National Academy of Sports Medicine Certified Corrective Exercise Specialist and Personal Trainer. That is a mouthful. He has trained people of all ages and abilities, including a 97-year-old, and taught specialized high-intensity interval training classes. Tim has trained NFL and CFL football players with more than 12 NFL teams and three Canadian teams. He's worked for ESPN and uh, at two winter and two summer X Games. Tim has done many crazy things in his life, including being one of the nation's first sport climbing teams, participating in a national championship adventure race, participating and winning his category in the world's largest on-rock climbing competition. He even worked as a Major League Baseball's AAA division team mascot, I love that. So after spending 26 years in a family business, his love of seeing people encouraged and strengthened led him to become a personal trainer, which he be, he enjoyed immensely for over 10 years. And in 2021, he went back to college. He is going to Bible college and he's just a few months away from graduating. And he is now extremely excited to be living his mission of edifying people and imparting joy. He and his wife, Diane, who I also call my friend, have been blissfully married for over 32 years, and they currently live in Mesa, Arizona. I've had the privilege of calling Tim a friend of mine for close to 10 years, and he is truly one of the funniest people I know, which is probably why I have been drawn to him and his friendship all these years. And he also has a graceful way of making everyone around him feel comfortable in their own skin, which really is a true gift. Not everyone can claim that. And I'm sure there are many things about Tim that he will never brag about because that's just in his humble nature to just let others shine. So we asked him to join us today for our podcast to help us break down the difference between religion and spirituality and to help us understand how to talk to God, but also even probably more importantly, how to listen to God. 
We're so excited to have Tim join us today. So let's just get right to it. All right. Well, welcome. Welcome, Tim. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being here with Gina and I this morning. We're really excited to have you here to help talk a little bit about some spirituality. And I just want to, before we get started, I always think it's good to remind our listeners that Gina and I, as health coaches, were taught to work with our clients from this concept of primary food, secondary food. And an exercise that we do with our clients, usually when we first start and periodically throughout the process of working with people to kind of get back to reminding them where they're at, is we use this thing called the circle of life. And in the circle of life, we have everything from spirituality to finances, to your career and education, your health, your, your physical health, um, your relationships and social life and things that like, where is your level of joy in your life? We, we believe that those things we call our primary foods are the things that drive what we put on our plate because eating is an emotional thing. So when Gina and I coach people on the, and the concept of nutrition, that's kind of the secondary piece of this because all of those things in our circle, in our wheel influence what we put on our plate and spirituality is definitely a big part of that. So we're really excited that you're here to help us understand how this piece can play a big part in our overall health. So thank you, Tim, for being here. Well, thank you. I'm honored, honored to be here. So excited. So I, we wrote a couple notes down before we start. I feel like this is such a humongous topic. We talk about spirit. It is a humongous. You know what? I'm going to jump, jump in and say, yeah, yeah. this is, this is the root. <laughs> this is the root of all root. This is, the, this is the bottom of the, this what do you call that? The, this yeah. is the root. Exactly. It's the base of everything. It is. Yes. And I think, so we had written down some notes and like I said, just to kind of narrow this down, because I feel like this is so huge. Like we could go anywhere with this and we could talk all day. <laughs> I mean, the Bible's a big book. Big book. <laughs> and, and it's really simple. It really is simple. And, and, <clears throat> you know, I, I love that. I actually did that, that circle of life that you sent to me. And it was fascinating. That's fascinating to me, but it's, it really is critical because you know, I'm going to say religion mm -hmm. is probably one of the worst things for our health out there. <laughs> no, seriously, it messes people up. And if you look, if you if you look at it biblically, Jesus Jesus railed against the religious. Jesus called them horrific names. He he did you know he he, he bashed the religious because what happens is it takes us away from, you know, we're talking about this being the root. <clears throat> it takes us away from our relationship with our, our father who created mankind, who created this universe and takes away that love because the Bible tells us God is love. And religion jumps in there and says, well, you have to, you should have, you didn't. Okay. And you need to do this. And yeah. by the way, you know, fund us while we're beating you here kind of a thing. And, and, and we know, we know inherently, I'm, I'm going to say genetically, if you will, that there is God, that, that the Bible even tells us that. And so what happens is religion, religion is, is man's way of preventing us from having that relationship with love in, uh, in ourselves and of ourselves. And, and when I was looking at the, the circle of life, I realized when you have joy, and remember, joy is not circumstantial. Happiness is circumstantial. We all want that. That's great. But joy is joy and peace are, are a state. And, and if you look biblically, you'll see that that's what God is. And it said, let us, God said, let us make man in our image. And in, in the image of God, he made them male and female. And by the way, do you know what the first thing he did? You got Adam and Eve. Okay. You know what the first thing God did? He could hardly wait. Any guesses? Door number one. Door no. no. He blessed them. The first when when okay, here's Adam, here's Eve. This okay, we've got male and female now. 
the first thing God did was he blessed them. He says, he, God blessed them and said, be fruitful. That's first and multiply. And then he gave us dominion over the earth. Okay. So religion jumps in and says, well, you have to do this or do that or not do this or not do that. <clears throat> and, and some of these things can actually be good principles, but if we don't, if we're not in that relationship with the father, with, with who you were created by, which is actually love and light um, and spirit, then everything gets, gets wonky and we try to fill in the blanks. Yeah. So, so basically what you're saying is religion is man's interpretation of God's hope for us or what God, what God intended for us. And it takes us away from maybe the real spiritual journey, real, real, real connection with the father. Jesus said, no one comes to the father except through me. Okay. It's not talking about, there's so many different religions and I've, I've researched, I've studied religions Um, looking because I'm, I'm looking, we're all, we're all born physically with a capacity to know the Father. Only humans have this, according to the Bible. Um, but but God isn't there. And that, that's just because of the original sin. Okay. And, and there was no way for us to get back to that relationship with the Father. Back, I'm going to say back into the Garden of Eden, if you will, where you're walking and talking with God and everything's just awesome. Um, and so... That's why Christ came. He came to, to, to get us back. He, like, I'll pay, I'll pay the price. You guys go back in. Now, guys, and this is, this is where we are now. Now we can just, you can be in a place with your maker. And I'm going to tell you something. The joy that comes out of you, the joy that overflows out of you, is something that will affect everything in your life, including your health, including your relationships, including your finances, all of these things that then man takes and goes, wow, we can capitalize on this. Let's, let's make them eat these things or let's, let's make them, you know, pay, pay me lots of money or whatever. And it just, it just comes back to that real, that, that complete intimate relationship with the father. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm, th- okay. I'm hearing how joy and spirituality are basically hand in hand. And, and if they're not, there's just some deception. There's just some darkness. You're not seeing God accurately. You're not seeing the way he sees you. Because I'm going to tell you, religion tells us, I grew up, I grew up in the Christian church, a bunch of different churches. And I was told, God sees you this way and you better straighten up and fly right. You know, you better do this. You better do that. You better be in church. Okay. Right. <laughs> and, and condemnation, condemnation. And, and you just walk around. And what happens? You guys know this. What happens? It, you tell me. What happens when someone is living in a state of fear or condemnation? What happens physiologically? Well, I mean, it's, I, I would say it's bad for your health. Okay. You're also so, going to, it's influencing what you're, what you're doing to your body, to your physical self. Right. Yeah. It, it's influencing what you're eating. Mm-hmm. It's influencing how you're moving um, or not moving. And what are most not of us moving or not moving? Because right. most of us are in fear and we're in fear of God. You, and, and, and don't you guys know, don't you feel this conflict? Well, I, I need to get to church. You know, but you look at the church and like those people really <laughs> like these, but you, okay. I'm, yes. Gina. I was going to say that's how we were brought up, right? That's how my family was brought up. We were in church every week. We had laser beams staring at us. <laughs> if we even looked at each other and I told Kristen, the story yesterday of getting out in the car in the parking lot and honking and cursing people out that didn't stop. We're not even out of the parking lot right. yet. And there's chaos and things like that, but that's the interference from us in that relationship. That's yes. the, the blocker. That is. And, and this is where the religions, man's religions come in. Honestly, guys, the way Christianity is presented these days, 
Most of it, I don't want to have anything to do with. And, and, and bless our hearts. We, we just don't see. Remember when Jesus on the, was on the cross? What did he say? He said, Father, forgive them. Why? For they don't know what they're doing. They just don't see. Okay, so, so with, with us, when we're walking around and thinking, well, I, I need to get into our religion. I need to figure this God thing out. I've got, there's a calling. God is always calling his children because he, he is love. He just wants to be with you. He wants to live with you and, and console you and, and ready for this and bless you. That's our number. That's his number one thing is to bless his children. What parent doesn't love giving their kids the, the Christmas presents that they really want, right? It's, it's more joyful for you as the giver. So, so what happens is we run around in fear and we hide and we limit and we don't move. Okay. And, and you, you can see, well, you guys know how destructive that is physiologically. And so what do we do? We go to the doctor. Well, I'm sick. I need this, that the medications and, and you guys know this, how that cycle happens because we're trying to fill a void in our life, that relationship guys, we were made to be loved. When God said, let us make man in our image. And, and we know the Bible says God is love. We were made to be loved. Okay. Start there. Start from the fact that because of Jesus, you're in a perfect relationship with the father. When you, when, when you realize that, that he cleared up all the sin issue and made you righteous. And I know this is crazy, but righteousness is, is just right standing with the father. It's just that perfect relationship with the father. How many of us, when we go to prayer, one of your questions, Kristen was, Kristen was um, talking with God. Let's see. Talking with God, talking to God. How many of us pray? Go ahead, Gina. Um, how many of us go listening, listening, to listening? God. Okay, but we we tend to go. We're trying to fill this void. Humans have a place where only the Spirit of God can be. Only the Spirit of God can be, and and I can tell you all about that. Explain that biblically, but the point is. We try to fill that empty spot with anything that will work with food or sex or drugs or fame or whatever. Okay. And, and we know that we all know that doesn't work. Ultimately it doesn't work. We can have happiness temporarily, but we're not in peace because if, if you, if you need money to be feel good, then what happens when you've got to fight to keep the money going? It's an endless work. When, when you fill that one spot with, with God, okay, and know all of a sudden, guess what? Now you're a, actually a new spiritual being, if you will. But understanding that, apart from what your religion says, all of a sudden joy comes in and you see yourself differently and you then behave differently. You realize, wait a minute, I'm an apple tree. And I've been producing garlic. I don't know. What, what's the, right? And I love garlic. I can't even say. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. When you realize you're an apple tree, you just stay there and absorb the nutrients from the soil. What is that? That's the love of God. That's the blessings of God. Right? But religion is going to try everything to block that. And I can go into why biblically that happens, but to me, it doesn't matter. I love that. Like, cause I mean, Gina and I grew up Catholic and just having that, you've taught me that, like just that the, having the beliefs and however we're taught the religion, the religion quote of it, cause I think people kind of put that all in the same category, like religion and spirituality are right. all the same, but I never realized that they were different. I've learned that from you and yeah. that whatever the beliefs and religion are, are taking. And I, I can see it for myself, how it has interfered with my true relationship with God and learning things differently. Like you've, you've taught me and it took up, like I have, you have to hear it over and over and over. And maybe sometimes something has to happen in life. Like I know for 
for me, it did. Like sometimes things, you just get shaken down to your core and something happens where you're like, you have nowhere to turn, but to God. And when you do, and then things start happening and it's like, God presents himself to you. And all of a sudden you're faced with it and you, you can't unsee it. (laughs) No other reason that this is getting better or this is changing or this is happening, but because God's listening and it brings you closer to that like relationship with him. But you've also taught me that I love my children more than anything in the world. And I think any parent would say the same, like there's nothing that you wouldn't do for your children. There's nothing that they could do to make you not love them. Like as in their most amazing for you only will see that beautiful, pure form of who your children are and really beating it into my head (laughs) that God loves me that same way. Yes. I'm, I'm this, I'm this many years old and I've finally started (laughs) to realize that that, that relationship that God has with me and I have with God is the same that I feel about my own kids. And all of a sudden it's like, then I don't know for myself. It's like, that's where I can come back to when I'm filled with self doubt or I'm beating myself up or I'm self loathing. I can just remind myself I might not like myself today, but God loves me. God loves me just this way. Yeah. Okay. Did you, did you hear what she just said? She just kind of summed up the Bible right there, guys. Yes. There's so much more too. I know, but <laughs> understanding that why, listen, God is spirit. The, the Bible tells us God is spirit. God is love. God is light. False in the Greek. Okay. So we can know all that, but, but understanding like, if, if God is all those things, why did Jesus call him father? Why are all these references biblically about children? Why is Jesus called the son of God? I mean, that knowing that relationship. And then, like you said, Kristen, when you're having the crappy day, go back and say, wait a minute. Okay. And this is what's great. Our getting back into joy and peace is literally flipping the switch. And it involves your soul. It's, it's your choice. It's your choice to say, wait a minute, I'm feeling this way, but it is written. How about that one? It is written. God loves me. We all, didn't you guys have to memorize the verse, you know, for God so loved the world, he gave his own begotten. You know that one. Okay. Right. That go to it. But when you get that and you understand that, like you said, Chris, this, this, this joy comes up out of you. This peace, there's, there's a little bit of peace that comes out of you. And that is what I call invincibility. And this was one of the reasons I really, I'm not saying doubled down, but I had had it with life. I'm like, Lord, I've been a Christian. I've been reading. I've been studying your word. I've been looking at religions. I've been doing all these things. And, and I don't have that joy. I get tastes. You guys ever had that where you're like, oh, that was so good. I want to hang on to that. Okay. I want to live that. And, and I watched some, some guys that were preaching and teaching. And there was one guy and he would just, he reeked of joy. He <laughs> reeked of joy. Like it, it like I, I, I told God, I said, God, whatever he has, I want to double and I don't want ice in it. I want like <laughs> IV. Okay. And I, I just listened to this guy and he, all he talked about was getting that relationship, going to that place. You know, we were talking, we'll talk about meditation. Um, going to that place where you can talk with God and you can hear God talking back. And at that point in time, life, you're, you're invincible. There's nothing that life can throw at you that's going to wipe you out anymore. Okay. And I went through a little background. I had, I had years of depression. I had like seven years of clinical depression. But did you have something, Gina? I was just going to say that's the, that's the safe place to be in that relationship when you have commotion going on around because we know we can't control anything but the but the way we react to right. something right like the way we respond and perceive things is the only thing we have control over so focusing on that relationship why things are happening around us is that's the calm place that's the calm place that's the place of protection. That's the place where you're with Jesus. Okay. Spiritually speaking. 
you're in that place. There's a story in the Old Testament about these three guys. There was an evil king and he they said, you know, he made this idol. If you don't, if you don't bow to my idol when the music plays, I'm going to throw you in the fire. And they're like, whatever. Why? Because these three guys had that relationship. Okay. That awesome relationship. And the king threw him in the fire and he looks in there. He's like, wait, we threw three guys in. There's four. What? Like what? And, 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 and so he called these guys out of this fire. Okay. Which was impossible in the physical. Okay. But he, they, they come out and, and they didn't, their, their hair wasn't even singed. Their clothes weren't burned. They ready for this. They didn't even smell like smoke. Okay. So, so what you're talking about, Gina, is, is going, being in that place with your creator, with the one who started this whole thing we're living in and created you to be like him. Okay. Here's, here's what I want to point out. I spent decades going to that place, trying to get into that place. But my perception of him was coming from a religious filter. Okay. And so I had to forgive me of this and forgive me of that. And I'm sorry for, you know, okay. If your kid comes to you and they, they hurt, they skin their knee and they crawl up on your lap. Do you want them to, to go through all? No. Well, mom, I, I should have, you know, cleaned my room. I didn't know. It's like, come here. Let me love you. Let me heal it. Let me take care of you. Okay. So, so getting out of religion and understanding God as love and, and, because of Christ, ready for this, guys? We all know that Jesus led, led a sinless life, okay? And then he sacrificed himself on the cross to, to, it's all Old Testament stuff. I don't want to get into it. But my point is, he brought us back. And when God looks at you right now, get this, when God looks at you, he sees the perfection of Jesus. He loves you exactly as much as he loves Jesus, now, our, what happens to, look, look at you guys, what happens to your human brains when I say that? You're like, pff, pff, me? No way, right? Yeah. This is where we go in the spiritual and not the natural. Because our, our natural mind goes, I just, like Gina said, I wasn't even out of the parking lot and I'm, I'm telling people they're number one, right? And you're, you're fighting with each other. You're fighting at your family with like, well, why are we going to go to breakfast? We went, okay. <laughs> go back to the spirit. But understand, go back to that place where you know you are more loved than you love your own kids. More, which how is, I don't even know how it's possible. Okay. And at that point in time, the communication is incredible. You go from, I used to go in with my lists. Lord, I really need this done. I really, it was okay. And here's what's fun. When you know you're in that place and you perceive your father, who you came forth from, Abba, Father. Abba just means came forth from. When you perceive that while you're praying, while you're meditating, all of a sudden, I'm going to say your ears hear better. Okay? And, and, and this is what, it, this is where you become invincible, is when he talks back with you. And he answers your questions your way. And you'll be thinking, well, I thought that. It was my, my thinking. Yeah. Okay, but, but God, that's how else is he going to speak to you? We all want the big, you know, tablets of stone and whatever, right? The megaphone from the sky. The megaphone. <laughs> but he uses these subtle, remember the voice of God is a still small voice and it's spiritual and it's going to come up inside of you. And here's how, you know, you're hearing from God. It is going to reek of peace and joy. You're going to get this like, oh man. That was so good. And, and, and I'm telling you something. When you, when you start in this relationship, this intimate, and I mean intimate, I, this is where I, have, I kind of have a hard time with corporate prayer. A lot of churches like corporate prayer is the big thing. Got to have lots of people praying because that'll get your request to the top of the list on his desk. Like, right? <laughs> you go in and into, we're, we're called the bride of Christ. The, bo the body of Christ is called the bride of Christ. And, and we're, not, we're not to be concubines. We're not to be outsiders. We're to be the bride. And there's to be that intimacy. So when you go into your, I call it my prayer closet. It's just the other bedroom or wherever I am. Sometimes it's, a lot of times you're ready for this. It's doing dishes. Oh, yeah. And it's really cool. But, but here's the thing. 
<laughs> you hear God. I'll give you, I'll give you one. Um, three weeks ago, I had, I had double work at, at my Bible college and I was behind and I had um, jury duty on Friday. Of course, we all love jury duty, right? And so I was behind and I realized I had to get double the work done. I wasn't going to be able to do my schoolwork on Friday. And then I had school on Saturday because we have to take our test on Saturday by midnight. Okay. <clears throat> and I'm like, oh man, I'm, and I'm working my butt off. And so Wednesday night, two in the morning, I'm up and I'm stressed. And I, I'm like, you know what? Go in, go in the other room. Okay, pop. I'm like, oh man, I, I, I need help here. I just need help. Um, and so this is what's so fun. How many of you guys tell God what you need and what the situation is? Uh, Lord, yeah. Right? Everybody. <laughs> right. Lord, <laughs> like, like he doesn't know. So I'm explaining to him, well, it's at five in them. Like, yeah, okay. Anyway, so I'm telling him this. I'm like, Lord, you know what? I've got the jury duty thing. And if there's any way I can, you know, you can work your magic. I don't know. I, I just need help. It's, it's okay if I can't, because I know you're going to give me the grace to finish. And all of a sudden, you ready for this? He started chuckling. I, 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 you don't hear it, guys. It's not audible. But you know that's, <clears throat> it's like, you're, you're hearing laughter. I'm like, Lord. And I'm like, what? I, 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 and, and this is the cool thing. Ask him. If you're in prayer, if you're in that meditation, just, and you don't understand, ask. Say, Lord, like, well, am I hearing laughing? Is this right? And he chuckles. And he, and he said, he said, Tim, he says, I get the jury duty prayer a lot. <laughs> and I started laughing and I'm like, I'll bet you do. I'll bet a lot of people go like, oh man, I get, Lord, please don't let me do jury duty. Right? Okay. Now here's the thing. I heard laughter first. Did I, that's not of me guys. That's of the father. That's the spirit of God inside of me coming out. And what joy. And I'm like, okay, you know what? This is so cool. He hears me and he speaks back to me. And I want everybody to have this because why? When you have this joy and you have this peace, because here's the thing. I didn't, God didn't say, okay, we're going to, you're not going to have to do it. Or you're going to have to, I didn't get that answer. Right. But I had peace because I knew he heard me. And I knew that he loved me and I know that he wants to bless me. So if I was selected for jury duty, somehow I was going to get through those classes. I, it, it's, it's a peace. Okay. Now what happens? I'm not up in the middle of the night stressing. I'm not getting up early and cramming down some garbage breakfast because I don't have time. Right. Yeah. And do you see how the, this is the root of everything. And, and then it goes into nutrition. And like, I, I wouldn't have worked out because, you know, because I don't have time. I don't have time. God's not going to take care of this for me. Right. See how that works. Um, so I, I, I want, um, I want everybody because it's, the joy is incredible. And again, it's not circumstantial. I could tell you things about my life that you'd be like, why are you even smiling? Right. But that's circumstantial. When you're in that place with him, knowing he only loves you. Ready for this? Knowing that he only gives you good things. Wait, what? I wasn't told that. I was told, well, you know what? God's teaching you a lesson. Right. How? Okay. Gina or Kristen, yeah. when your kids were little, if yeah. they were running out in the street all the time and you told them, don't go out in the street, you're going to don't run out in the street. Don't, 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 don't. Okay. You finally have it. I'm done. Okay. You know what? Get over here. Lay down, put down. I'm going to, I'm going to You roll the car back over their legs to break their legs. That'll show them. That'll teach them. Right. But that's the perception. God's doing that to you to teach you something. Well, we were taught that like, you know, it was, that's part of the religion. I think like, what are you that's, trying to teach me? God, how much can you put on me? God, like that's yeah. to learn that. Like, and I've learned that from you that that's not that's not God doing that. That's just right. that's crazy. That's a whole different shift in. It, 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 right. In our mentality yeah. again, because of religion. And I grew up that way. Well, Lord, what am I supposed to learn? Because if, if let's just take that logic, if God is bringing a sickness upon you, well, God gave you cancer because he, you know, he really wants you to start praying more or whatever, whatever the thought is, then why do you go to the doctor? If God's giving you these 
pains and scourgings and problems, then why try to correct them? Because that would be going against God. Okay, all of a sudden it makes sense. Mm -hmm. When you see God accurately, okay, when you see your loving father accurately, that he only loves, that he only gives good things, says every good and perfect gift comes down from the father of lights in whom there is no uh, shifting or shadow of turning. Okay. It, when you get that, now all of a sudden you're going you're gonna to want to run into your prayer closet. You're going you're gonna to want to spend your time meditating on that. How oh, you really love me. You really love me. The repetition. And that's a good biblical. There's a lot of great biblical examples of those who meditate on his love because our human brain, you know, I, I tell, I use this expression. We were homeschooled in the wrong home. We were homeschooled in the natural and the spiritual. We, we all associate with religion and it's, it's not, it's, it's part of our physiology. I'm going to say we can't see it. We can't measure it, but it's there. And so, um, I could go, you guys can see, I get so excited about this. You're so passionate about it. I, it's awesome about it, but I love it. Thank you. I do too. It's just, I, I love it. And I've learned a lot from Tim and I, I'm feeling like just to put the pieces together on that, that circle of life, like it's such, you make it so apparent how having that spiritual relationship with God brings us peace brings us all that love, all of that joy, all those things that fill our cup and how all of that plays a part and it's just good for our health. Yes. Like so much less stress. It's like, I mean, think about how good that is for your gut health and how your gut health affects all of your, your whole, oh. your whole. Yeah. I have something. I saw something today. I was looking stuff up this morning. Um, <clears throat> okay. Psalms one. I'm going to talk about meditation really quickly. Psalms one. Uh, blessed is the man or the person who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, blah, 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 goes on. Um, and in his law, he meditates day and night. Now, when I used to read this, I'm like, well, crap, I've got to learn the law of God, you know, the Ten Commandments, all these things. That's not what the law is talking about. Because of Christ, the law is love. The law is actually liberty. We have to meditate on the fact that he loves us just unconditionally, invincibly. Nothing can change that like a parent. Okay. And in his law, he meditates day and night and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth, it brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither. And whatever he does, he shall prosper. Everybody wants that. Whatever you lay your hand to the Midas touch kind of a thing, the, the, the green leaves. Um, you'll, it's so cool biblically with, and nutritionally, you'll see the association between the spirit and the actual um, physical things like in this thing, whose leaves shall not wither. But in Jeremiah, there's the same thing about a tree planted by the rivers of water. This one says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope in, is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its root by the river and will not fear when heat comes or drought comes. But its leaf will be green. And I'm not going to get into that, how cool that is. But and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. So you've got this, you've got these ties. You'll, as you read the Bible, you're going to see like, that's this. And, 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 and it shows you more things. Next, uh, verse, this is Jeremiah 17, verse 10. The Lord searches the heart and tests the mind, okay, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings, all right? Now, we look at that and go, man, I'm going to get punished. When I get to heaven, all these sins, guess what? Everything you have ever done wrong and everything you will do wrong, willfully, unwillfully, unknowing, it doesn't matter. All of that was cursed on Jesus' body on the cross. This is why now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I see why these, these excited Christians are celebrating Jesus. Because before I was like, I don't get it. Why am I supposed to worship this guy? Okay. Now it's like, oh, none, you know what you're going to be rewarded for in heaven? For good deeds. For everything that you do, God's going to give you stuff. And you're going to be like, well, but you gave this to me first. Okay, I'm, I'm tangenting. I want you to get this because I looked this up this morning. Our heart, when we say, you know, our heart, Biblically, there's two things in the human heart, biblically speaking, the spirit and the soul. And unless you have Christ, unless you accept that part of it, 
That is empty, but the space is still there. Our soul is our thinker. It's our, it's, it's our switch. We can choose to believe what God says, or we can choose to believe what the world's screaming at us. This is fascinating. I don't know the Hebrew word, but it says, I, the, the Lord searches the heart, tests the mind. <clears throat> the Hebrew word there for mind is most often used as kidneys. Okay, <laughs> girls, tell me what kidneys do. They are, the, they're, they're our filter. They're they're our filter. Okay, get this. Our mind, okay, which is our soul, is what we can filter things through. <clears throat> now, we can either filter them through the love of God, the promises of God, the, the joy that he has put inside of you, in the Holy Spirit that's inside of you, <clears throat> or we can choose to filter and, and, and let the things of the world, the, the cares and the concerns and the deceit of wealth and the fears, okay? This blew my mind. Like only, I think only one time it was translated as mind, but like 17 times it was translated as kidneys. It was talking about the Old Testament stuff when they had to sacrifice the animals and, you know, take the entrails of this and do the kid with the kidneys and the fat of the liver, do this and all that stuff. And those are physical examples showing us spiritual things. And I'm like, wait a minute, God searches the heart. Well, he knows the, the spirit side is his. So <clears throat> nothing, it's perfect already. And the mind, test the mind. And when I found out that was filter, I'm like, okay, do you see this? It's our choice. It's our choice to believe that he loves you. And it's, it's our- We have to keep reminding ourselves of that. But I think that's why it's important. It's like any relationship. You have to work at it. It doesn't just come naturally. And because it is unseen, there's that, it's a different relationship. There's a depth there that you have to keep, you have to keep working at it. And okay, I want to- reminding yourself of like, well, if they can help me through that, it can help me through this. Right. Okay. And, and that's the thing, the working at it. Because I spent decades working at my Christianity and you get really frustrated and really tired. <clears throat> When you first met your spouse or you're dating someone and it's like that, you know, that, oh my gosh, I just want to be with them. I want to love. Do you work at that relationship? You work at, at, at like, how soon can I get there? How much can I be with them? Okay. That, that joy, that intimacy that you have with that someone is, is what I'm experiencing. And that is what you can go back into. And all of a sudden, it's no longer, well, for me, it's no longer work. Well, I know I need to go pray. I really should go to church this week. I, you know, it, because I know it's going to help me. I know it's a good thing, but it's like, there's no draw. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, I will elbow people in the throat to go be with Papa, to hear him chuckle and give me stuff, right? I mean, come on. And all of a sudden, this, this intimacy becomes, becomes, you're you're powered by him or his love for you. Yeah, Gina. I was just going to say, like, when we go back to our circle of life tool, spirituality is one slice of that pie, right? Just like the job, the relationship, the friendships, the career, that's all of those things. But it really feels like that's the whole underlying, like we need a whole pie, <laughs> Well, and, and you're right. And that's why we, we talked this about earlier. That's the root of everything. Yeah. If you change the root, you're going to change the fruit. Okay. Jesus okay. said, make the tree good and the fruit will be good thereof. And we're like, well, so what do we do? We try to change the fruit. Well, I'm going to start. I'm not, I'm going to quit my smoke and I'm going to quit my drinking and cussing and all. No, we're trying to change the fruit. Change the root. Understand, understand that you are his beloved child, ready for this, in whom he is well-pleased. When Jesus came up out of the water, the Holy Spirit came down upon him like a dove is what it says. And, and the voice God said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well-pleased. I want everybody to know, start with that root. You are the beloved child of God in whom he is well-pleased. And again, our natural mind if our, if our kidney doesn't filter out the earth saying, you didn't, you haven't, you should have, you, all of that, 
And we, we keep that out and we say, no, the God says this about me. Now, all of a sudden, you can hardly wait to go be with him. And then from that root gets produced not only the, the joy and the peace are the essence of it. But, but now all of a sudden, lifestyle, food changes. You know, the Bible says the righteous. So this is the thing. Remember, Jesus made you righteous. Jesus brought you back so that you can sit in your dad's lap. Okay. That's because of him. Because when God looks at you, he, he sees the righteousness of Jesus. You are ready for this. You're just as righteous right now as Jesus is. Again, your human mind immediately goes, not a chance. But you have to start with that. Okay. It says the righteous eat to their heart's content. It's in Proverbs. The righteous eat to their heart's content. So, So here's the thing. Our heart contains our spirit and our soul. And if we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, that's perfect. But our soul gets to be like, okay, am I healed? God promised me by Jesus stripes, I am healed. Okay. Am I like, you have to perceive yourself according to what he says about you. And that filter all of a sudden goes, wow, I don't really want this milkshake right now. Right. The righteous eat to their heart's content, but you got to know you're righteous. And most of us, because of religion are going, Man, I got it. Man, if I can just get, you know, my tithe, if I can get my tithe up, then God will start blessing me. No, that's just, yeah. Well, and a lot of people are eating the wrong foods because they're, they're, they're trying to fill some sort of void and find some sort of, you know, Come on. satisfaction in something where they're just not with, this is why all of the pieces of the wheel are so important Yes. together. And like, I love how you tied this together for us to show us that that our spirituality is the root of all of the things. And I feel like, I feel like we could talk to you forever. Cause I know you're just a wealth of information. Oh, You've thank you so much personally. I don't know, Gina, if you had any, I know Gina needs, we need to wrap this up. Um, but if you, do you have any other questions, Gina, or anything else that you guys want to add to him? I don't have any other questions, but I just, I'm so grateful for this hour. I'm so grateful for this conversation and I just feel so like invigorated and charged up. Awesome. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. And, and, and just wrap this up that Gina, and and I get it too. I'm, I'm excited. There's, there's a joy there. Nothing has changed in our physical worlds to cause us this. Okay. But we we're, you're hearing words of God. That's all it is. I'm just, I'm just sharing what he says about us and the Bible shows us. And and this is the coolest thing, guys, the parable of parables, Jesus said, is about the sower and the seeds. God uses that. I'm telling you food plants are, are a major thing with God. You received it at once with joy. Understand something. The enemy's going to come immediately and he's going to say, you know what? I don't know if Tim said that right. Or was that his, you know, did he quote that Bible verse? Like, okay, understand that's actually a good sign that you did receive it. And the joy, the joy that's coming is not coming from the outside, Gina or Kristen. It's coming from the spirit of God inside of you. Out. Yeah. That's a huge, that's a huge revelation. And I just want to thank you guys for letting me get some of this joy out. Cause I like, I'll bust if it doesn't. <laughs> Poor <laughs> Diane. She's. You know. I love it. And Thank you. I love Kristen. We're, we're going to have some more conversation around you with don't put a bandaid on it. Heal the gut. Don't, you know, someone has psoriasis and they want to put a cream on it and think they're healing <laughs> that it's only going to pop up that will heal, but it's going to pop out somewhere else, right? Heal the gut. So heal the gut, heal the body, change the root, change the fruit. It's just so relative. It really is. You know, and and scripturally speaking, um, a lot of the Hebrew words that are translated, you know, like out of your belly, living waters will flow. Rivers of living water will spring up. Um, and it's literally gut. If you look back in the Hebrew, it's talking about out of our bowels, out of our belly. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, we try to we try to translate. But God is just showing us this is a spiritual thing. This is how it manifests physically. And you guys know that. 
And, and, and you can see that, like you said, we can, we can fix the symptom, but let's get the root straight. So I'm thankful for what you guys are doing. It's awesome. Well, thank you, Tim. And I, it's a bit of blessing for us to have this time with you. And I really do hope that people that listen to this, it will just help prompt them on finding more of a connection to whatever that spiritual path is for them and hopefully play a part in just contributing to overall health in general. Amen. Thank Amen. you. We Thank you. It. Friends, Thank you so, so, so very much for joining us today. We know this podcast was full of amazing information and our wish is that this blesses you in some way. We would love for you to share this podcast with someone. We know that as you listen to this, there was somebody or maybe more than one person who came to mind. So share this with them. The world needs more God and with that comes joy and peace. And we pray that this podcast will help more people get closer to finding their own path toward a closer relationship with God. Tim is such a blessing to all who know him. And through his message, he's spreading joy and peace and helping all of us have a better relationship with our creator. I know he surely has played a big part in helping me do just that. So if you'd like to reach out to Tim, you can do so via his own personal email, which he has agreed to allow me to share. That is Seville Trainer Tim. Seville is S E V I L L E. Seville Trainer Tim at yahoo.com. And I know he would love hearing from you. And as we close this out today, I just want to remind you not to forget to follow Gina and I on our Instagram and our Facebook pages at Stop Chasing Wellness. You can find us just at Stop Chasing Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. And we invite you to read our book and check out the online wellness coaching programs and our monthly recipe subscription program that we offer by visiting our website, stopchasingwellness.com. Thank you for spending your valuable time with us today. God bless.